0: Hello and welcome to episode 119 of Aussie Tell Us. Welcome back to Scott and have WC football from the last three weeks.
1: Thanks again for having me, Oz. It uh, feels good to be here. The air is crispier. Uh, things are starting <laughs> to, to change colors, and uh, fall means football, and, and football is good. God bless America. God bless America.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, over the last three weeks, your thoughts on Wyoming's San Jose State and
1: Eastern uh very, very pleased with each of those wins, and and honestly, you know the the uh, the concern from the the Wyoming game was uh, didn't blow them out by enough, and um, uh, same thing with San Jose State and and Eastern. Uh, I'm just happy that uh, we're three and zero and improving <laughs> each game, and uh, and honestly, the the fourth quarters of each of those games is where you'd like to see the stamp put on them, and uh, the, the Cougs have been mm-hmm. doing that. So uh, honestly, very very happy to start three and
0: zero. We'll
1: see how it goes when they play. Tough, tougher opponents but well so, so far so good mm-hmm. absolutely well and you, yeah. you just want to come out of there uh without uh, too many injuries um and uh <laughs> and, and want to see uh progress made each week and i think that's been done oh
0: yeah um now ryan leaf um made his broadcasting debut on the patchwork network um against san jose state what did you think of his debut and the incredible way he was Turns lap life around
1: as well well ryan leaf is uh is an inspirational story honestly if you had, if you had asked anybody 10 years ago and um i i was in summer school when he came back uh to uh to wsu to finish up his degree as well and, and i can honestly say that he wasn't the nicest person and mm-hmm. um uh you know he just he he had some issues um and if you've uh if you listen to his his uh uh, interview he did with Brock Heward, um, which I, I believe you have, and I think you actually yes. uh, introduced me to that one as well. Um, yeah. it, it's just it's it's incredible to see the the amount of support that you can have, and and just turn things down uh, to the point where you think that you've got everything under control. And especially with substance abuse and things like that, it's um uh, mm-hmm. it's never an easy road to walk, especially by yourself. But he surrounded himself with with good people, people that are willing to tell him no and uh and honestly uh, now that he's married and, and has a child of his own um very very happy for him and he did a, he did an incredible job i mean he knows the game of football he he knows um you know the, he knows it inside and out and uh you know if not for um you know his substance abuse problem and injuries and things like that mm-hmm. you know he he could uh, he could have he could have played for a long time so um, absolutely happy to have him in the booth though oh yeah he's
0: he's fantastic.
1: Um, the podcast,
0: we listen to the podcast is above and beyond with Brock Heward and has a lot of people on there, athletes on there about their journey with Christ and the and their and the shows, also. That's a good thing to check out. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, um,
0: what was running through your mind when they showed the old leaf highlights on the on the actual network?
1: I just remember being in at uh, Salk Middle School and be uh, gosh. Man, being uh, being a part of the having that be a part of your childhood was was such a fond memory because in '94 um, they had the Palouse Posse defense and not a (laughs) not a whole lot of offense to to show. But uh, I mean, that was after. uh, the drew blood. So years. And so uh, we had a guy named Chad Davis, who I, I wasn't a huge fan of, but I, I believe he transferred from Nevada, Nebraska. And so uh, for, for Ryan to take over that team and to be able to have the fab five receivers and the fat five, the offensive line, the and, uh, <laughs> and, and just so many, so many of those guys that go to go on and play in the NFL. And uh, Steve Gleason was on that team Lamont Thompson, <laughs> just a whole bunch of great guys. And uh, um, just, you Yeah, it brings me brings a tear to my eye every time just because it takes you back to being a kid and and how fun that season really was.
0: Oh yeah. Now, last week, Eastern Gesser had misconduct, such a misconduct against him, and then this week over the weekend had more people come forward. So now he's in big trouble. Now, your thoughts on this whole thing going down with your former quarterback?
1: Well, I, I always I'll never like to hear anything like that happen and, and as of about an hour ago I guess he's resigned as the assistant athletic director. Okay. Yeah. And um and I, I don't I, I don't know much about the situation. I right. don't necessarily care to comment on it, yes. but exactly. um, you know, if uh if mis misconduct was uh was done, um, you know, he he deserves to to pay the penalty for it. Yeah. Um but you know, everybody deserves their day in court, so I, I'm gonna reserve True. judgment until But um, honestly, you know, as a as a WSU quarterback and and things like that, it it just kind of pales in comparison to what everyday life you have to go through and things like Mm -hmm. that. So football football comes in way last on this issue. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm a big fan of the the red on red. And they had that
0: going on against um, what was it? San Jose State. Um, And your thoughts on those color, the color color red red on red on the Cougars.
1: Well, um, Ozzy, it's crimson on crimson. So um, <laughs> we, we don't have red in our oh, school okay. colors. Okay. Uh, so, be, so watch your mouth. Um, watch your mouth. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I, I do like it. Uh, I yeah. really feel like um, uh, the, the color combinations are, are, uh, are pretty slick. Uh, even the anthracite or the dark gray or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy those two. But yeah, crimson on crimson is pretty solid. I like it. it like, I do like that red on red. Uh, combination <laughs> you, just, you just want to keep poking the bear don't you, you want I, poke I, that I, bear. I, I i
0: i like to do that i'm a little snark monster but um how do you think through three games the new dc tracy clay
1: scheme has looked against these softies so far well, um, you know, you can call them softies. I think Wyoming was uh, was projected to uh, be, you know, towards the top of the, the Mountain West Conference. Mm-hmm. Eastern is, all, you know, a top five program in the FCS, and uh, uh, they still have a chance to to do some great things. They're a great team. And, and mm-hmm. honestly, San Jose State put up a good fight against the Ducks this past weekend. So yeah. um, I, I was happy to see uh, what happened with um, – uh, with the way the defense kind of came around, honestly, before the season, we, you and I had talked about uh, concerns over depth and and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think the way that the defense has closed out the fourth quarter, uh, and, and I'm going to uh, go back to Theo Lawson, who is the spokesman and review uh, mm-hmm. beat writer um, for WSU. The, the WSU has outscored their opponents fifty two to nothing in the fourth yes. quarter and outgained them four hundred and sixty two to ninety two. So wow. where where you're you're supposed to, you know, pick up momentum throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Uh it turns out uh Tracy Clays and that the uh, defense have, have been shutting people down. So that's, that's where you cool. close it out and been very pleased with that. There you go. Um there has been a mixed back with the new quarterback,
0: Gardner Mish- Minshew. Minshew, yep. How would you Valley's his play so far through three,
1: three games i would give him an a plus to be honest with you and, yeah. and you know there, there's been some interceptions and things like that he had a he had a rough second quarter against wyoming but mm-hmm. um you know really when when you are a, a graduate transfer senior and you're coming into an entirely new system well you know when, when you have uh new players that you're you're getting used to and things like that it's not necessarily a new system air raid wise but mm-hmm. uh you're getting used to a lot of things um uh, you know, taking over and and averaging over 300 yards and over seven, completing over 70% of your passes. Um, you know, it's, that's all you can ask for. And, uh, he's, he's been a good leader and he's been using his legs too. So I'm I'm very excited to see the rest of the season and how he does. Oh yeah. Thoughts on the stash. I like it. Oh, you gotta, you gotta love it. I mean, it's, uh, he looks uh, like uncle Rico and, (laughs) uh, and, and that's just, uh, that's okay by me. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Pedro and all that
0: stuff. Um <laughs> <laughs> looks like the WSU has found a punter. His name is Oscar. How has he fared so far for you?
1: Well, old Oscar, yeah. i uh I've been really surprised and really impressed with the special teams and and he and Blake Mazza um have have uh rejuvenated my uh interest in special teams and and Fortunately, Michael Dixon for the the Seahawks. He kind of yeah. kind of started me down that way, and, and I do have a John <laughs> I do have a John Ryan jersey uh, oh, uh, at home, so uh, I, I am um, partial to the punters and special teams. And so the fact yeah. that uh, um, we finally have something now to to be proud of. There um, you go. I'm pretty happy about that.
0: So Kyle Sweet is not in your in your ballpark of kickers for the I,
1: I like I like Kyle sweet to be catching passes not uh, <laughs> kicking them off of his foot how about uh, that we'll yeah absolutely, that. absolutely yeah um <laughs>
0: spe- now going off forward a little bit um what do you make of BYU going into Madison winning against number six Wisconsin down in Wisconsin
1: I I think that's uh it's it's pretty incredible the the upsets that happened uh, on a week to week basis in college football but yeah that was honestly one of the big ones because you see a top five team and a Big Ten team like Wisconsin they mm-hmm. uh, they have they you know what do they average like six six and three hundred twenty pounds across the offensive line they're just they're there to yeah. maul you and they have. Uh, running backs that end up getting drafted in the NFL every year, so he, it was it was surprising to see. But you know BYU has uh, has been pretty tough. They beat Arizona in Week One, and mm-hmm. um, you know they're they're always uh, they're always an, an interesting bag because a lot of those guys go on their mission trip and then they come mm-hmm. back,
0: uh, and,
1: and yeah, they come back men. I mean they're yeah in, in their mid twenties by the time they they graduate, maybe even late twenties too. Exactly. Um,
0: can James Williams be a special pro, special year this year? You think on the plus
1: yeah, I think he's had a great freshman and sophomore campaign. He's already starting to to go that way for his junior campaign. Um, you know, you'd like to see more than 18 rushing yards this last game against Eastern, but he, mm-hmm. he did his job and he got his three touchdowns and, uh, and he catches the ball out of the backfield. And so when you can average uh, five to eight catches a game out of the backfield mm-hmm. and then uh, sprinkle in another 15 uh, carries on the ground, I think he's going to get his yards and, and be able to put, uh, the offense in a in a good position to score some points and that's exactly what he's done. I, mm-hmm. I would like I would like to see uh if if there's one thing that I wish Gardner would do a little bit more uh, Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew is, is to check for the run a little bit more. Um mm-hmm. because I, I do feel like uh James is uh is just is one of those really special guys that can do a little bit of everything. So um he's you know only three games in but yeah. now I think is when uh is when the, the tables turn you know the Pac-12 defenses come in um, and uh, Friday night we'll see it at uh, USC what happens. Big big game there, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. It, for, start a Pac-12 play, it's on the road and uh, in a hostile environment, you know, theoretically uh, you know, other than the fact that USC's one and two, they're coming off an embarrassing loss to Texas. Uh, <laughs> you you got to think that they're going to be uh, looking for revenge after last year's game. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, WSU uh, uh, defeating Sam Darnold and, and all those guys. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah.
0: Now, from what you've seen so far, to three games um, against um, the Wyoming, Jose State, and Eastern, um, what do you think they will fare in the Pac-12 this year?
1: Well, I, I've seen them picked uh, to be fifth in the Pac-12 North, and, and honestly, of the, of the two divisions, the North is the more difficult division. But mm-hmm. um, and, and there's still a lot of question marks to be answered. I, I think that, you know, honestly, we, we still talk about depth being an issue. You just talk about, uh, um, uh, staying healthy and all that kind of stuff and, and kind of how the, how the whole roster matures together. Uh, it sounds like it's on the, on the right path. And, uh, you know, I'd be, I'd be thrilled with uh, a top two or three finish in the Pac-12 North, get to another bowl game and and just keep things, uh, right on rolling. Uh, but you never know. I mean, this, this could be one of those, uh, one of those really special seasons, like a 1997, like a 2002, 2003, Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, the, the team is, uh, Uh, they they start kind of clicking some wins together. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in the, in the PAC 12 title game and um, you just never know. I mean, can't put a, can't put a cap on it. That's for sure. For sure. Um,
0: Who are some players that have flashed offense and defense this year? So far through the first three games for you.
1: Well, offensively other than Gardner Minshew and James Williams uh, I I've loved what I've seen from Tay Martin uh, honestly I mean he he re- leads the team in in uh in receptions and in yards and all that kind of stuff but the just the fact that he he demands he commands the the uh his side of the field um just gives Gardner another uh uh Security blanket, if you will, to be able to say, okay, if I throw it up there, he's going to go get it. And he's made some incredible catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved it, Loved what I've seen out of Max Borgy. Um mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, he, he hasn't gotten a ton of carries, hasn't gotten a ton of uh, receptions, but when he does, he makes the most of it. And he, uh, he's gotten in the end zone a few times. So uh, pretty pretty cool for him. Um, but, I mean, quite honestly, that's uh, offensively, you can point to any, any number of those guys. Uh, yeah. def- defensively, love having Peyton Palour back. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's uh, got his medical red shirt this last year, and, and uh, just just read about the fact that uh, his um, Tosh Lupoy is his uh, brother-in-law and was trying mm. to, trying to get him <laughs> to go to, to, trying to get him to go to Alabama you know, okay. as, a, as a graduate transfer. and so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful that, that he stayed home. And then, um, you know, Jalen Thompson is uh, one of the best safeties oh. in the Pac-12. So the those, two, those two, those yeah. two. Yeah, exactly. Well, and Jihad Woods and, you know, all these guys are playing really well and and happy to see um, the the defense being able to, to hold their own uh, and especially close out games, as I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: what are some areas that need to be improved, cleaned up going forward?
1: Well, I think uh run defense is, is an area that I'd like to see short shorten up a little bit but you know when you have uh, uh, Taylor Comfort who just uh was awarded with a, a scholarship and and uh, a few other guys that are, you know, on, on a little bit on the lighter side, you kind of got to uh, rely on the the shifting defensive line uh to to confuse the offensive line shifting gaps and all that kind of stuff. So I'd like to see a little bit more uh consistent run defense, but you you, you got to play with what you got. Um Uh, And then offensively, I'd love to see uh, things just click a little bit more. Uh, I think once uh, once Gardner settles in, sometimes he has a tendency to just, uh, you know, check down or or do whatever. But I think driving the ball down the field and and still finding those guys is uh, is really big. And offensive line wise, um, I'd I'd love to see some some a little bit better blocking for for uh, for the running lanes. So um you can't have everything but the, those yeah. those things I, i'd love to see us be able to run the ball a little bit more be able to turn some clock and even though we might not be putting up 50 points a game um mm-hmm. you know you're you're saving your defense um and uh and just kind of run, winding the clock down a little bit and um w- wearing out the other defense so you can go over the top later that's it. that's the whole thing
0: yes that's it's good to have that done um now chip kelly is he in trouble down to UCLA 0-3 and getting housed by State over the weekend? Your thoughts on Chip Kelly and his future at UCLA in year one.
1: Well, I think it's always interesting to see the coaching carousel and – who's the hot name and, and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, when he was at Oregon, he took over from Mike Bellotti, you know, yeah. he, was the, he was the offensive coordinator, but he was using Bellotti's guys that he kind of brought in and just kind of kept that ship rolling. Well, yeah. as soon as, as soon as he left for Philadelphia, then, um, you know, th- that you could kind of see like, okay, well, how's this going to translate to the NFL ends mm-hmm. up going to San Francisco and then now UCLA. But in, in the, in the span that it takes to be good, it can be um, e- even faster to, uh, to go away. So I, I just right. really think that the the style of <laughs> offense in college has caught up to him, mm-hmm. and uh, and people know people know how to defend a read option. People know how to defend, um, you know the the quick screens and all that kind of stuff to be able to, yeah. um, you know, get out in space. So I think oh, yeah. he, I think I do think he is in trouble because when yeah. you have uh, when you get fired from your previous two positions, mm-hmm. um, and then come in as a big hire, you better deliver.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um just touch on on this earlier, but um, the first three games of the year, how would you evaluate the O line's play so far?
1: Well, i, I think it's fantastic about they didn't allow a sack until the second quarter of the Eastern game and then they gave up two on the on the on the <laughs> same on the same drive. But uh, mm-hmm. I've been very I've been very impressed. I mean anytime you lose a Cole Madison and, uh, you know, all the guys that were uh, on that on that offensive line last year, obviously returning Andre Dillard and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I'm just happy to see the cohesion and, and, and all that kind of stuff, especially when you have uh, a system where you, you don't have a running quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. you might be able to escape uh, from pressure situations, but the, the gaps are so much bigger um, and you're out on, an, on your own island several times. So you got to win those one on one matchups. And I think they've done an awesome job.
0: Oh, yeah. Now thing i have for you from my side of things is um what do you make of the next three games against usc utah
1: and oregon state uh i mean honestly if uh if we were to come out uh with with two wins I, i'd be thrilled yeah. um i i'm not uh I, I don't want to say that uh anything less than that's going to be a, a, a failure honestly i think utah is a really tough team they gave uh UW a heck of a time this last weekend and yeah um you know outside of the uh the fumble by the big guy, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, they, they're going to, they're going to punch you in the mouth and, and mm-hmm. WSU's played Utah fairly well the last few years, which has been good. And then mm-hmm. Oregon, Oregon state, I think is, uh, is in still, still in quite a bit of a rebuild mode. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would, I would hope to think that, uh, the experienced WSU team could hold off those guys. So, you know, between, between Utah and, and USC, if we go one and one over those games, it, mm-hmm. it's tough to say that I wouldn't be happy being four right. and one, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after our bye week and all that, I think, yeah. uh, think we'll be okay. There you go. Uh,
0: I got a few fan
1: questions here. Um, these are from Joe.
0: Uh, first one to ask is, is the receiving core this good
1: right now? Definitely. I, I would say that this is probably the deepest and best the receiving core is, has uh, has been. Um, and, and that's, that's, that says something because they even lost uh, two of their top guys, uh, Isaiah Johnson, Mack and Tavares Martin jr. Um, and so those guys would have been, uh, would have been seniors and would have been studs, but they've uh, chose to leave, the uh, leave the program. And so, uh, when you count up how many guys that, I think 13 guys have caught at least one pass this season. So mm. there's, there's a lot of depth there. Um, and it's not just, uh, it's not just Tay Martin. It's not just Jameer Calvin, Des Patman. I mean, there's everything from Kyle Sweet, Travel Harris has, has uh, shown a bunch of, uh, flashiness and, and return a kick for a touchdown. So I think these guys are studs, man. They, they, yep. they're, uh, they, we, we finally have, uh, um, a whole bunch of receivers that can be rotated in and out. And even a forest, I got four-star guy like Rod Fisher. He's, uh, he's had a hard time breaking into the lineup because, mm-hmm. you know, of, of all the depth that's in front of him.
0: Right. And
1: also wants to know, um, are there any other running backs besides
0: James Williams and bird? Bo- Ma- Max Borgie. Yeah. That won't carry next week.
1: Yeah. I, I think Keith Harrington will probably see some more, uh, see some more touches as the season goes on. He's a senior, um, you know, he's more of a, a smaller back, but he's uh, he's been, he's been an all-star when he's able to stay healthy and be able to touch the ball. So um, I I'm happy to see him being uh, healthy again. And he's just, he's can definitely be a factor uh, as a receiver out of the backfield too. So I think those three, those three guys are, are probably, Um, The the, the only three that'll really carry the ball. I don't think WSU likes to go, you know, four or five, six uh, running backs deep. uh, That's not, that's not the main thing that they focus on. Oh, for sure. Um, Do you believe that Alex Grinch
0: cost them in recruiting this last season?
1: I think they're always going to have 18 year olds that base their decision to play, um, for a coach. Um, and, uh, it, there's other guys that want to play for the school, you know, whether it's an Eastern Washington kid that grew up loving the Cougs or Seattle kid, whatever. Um, but you know, you're always going to have guys that uh, really want to play Pac-12 football. So I'm sure <clears throat> they lost a few recruits here and there, mm-hmm. but you know, they, you pick them up somewhere else. I, I, I try not to pay attention to recruiting anymore until signing day because, Uh, anybody that that uh, commits right now um, Mm -hmm. the the chances of an 18 year old not changing their mind are pretty incredible. (laughs) Oh yeah.
0: I have a couple more from this guy and I have Dan Clavel who has a couple of questions as well. Um, Is the linebacking the linebacking not as good this year or is this coaching philosophy a little different this year?
1: I think it's a little bit of coaching philosophy and I do think, I mean, I I think that the linebackers are, are, are really good. I, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we still go back to depth and all that kind of stuff, but um, you know, realistically, what what more could you want from a, a Dylan Sherman and a Peyton Pelleur, Jihad Woods, and um, you know all those rush rush ends as well. So I, I think there's there's a lot of speed there. There's a mm-hmm. lot of a uh, lot of knowledge and and ability. And uh, no, I'm, I've been thrilled with the linebacking core. Uh, awesome. Now, two things I left from from him is. Um,
0: why do you have a slow receiver returning punts for the Cougars?
1: Well, I I think that uh, it's not necessarily about slowness. I think it's about uh, ability to not only field the punt, uh, to make good decisions on when to fair catch it and when to uh, to return it. But, you know, you also, it's just such a, I I honestly think that uh, fielding a punt or taking a punt uh, is, is one of the hardest things to do in sports just because it's, you know, kicked very high. And you've got to track, not only track it, and you're you're trying to get underneath it, but you're also trying to gauge how close defenders are, you know, whether or not you're going to fair catch it. So I, I honestly don't mind – shoot, you can be the slowest guy on the team. As long as you can catch the punt and, and yeah. not have the ball rolled down inside the 20-yard line, I, I'm mm-hmm. happy with that. All right. I think I have from Joe is, did um, you see
0: the story about Mike Leach and Microsoft Developer making some plays last against Wyoming?
1: You know, I I, I didn't great. I I just I, I briefly saw it but I I didn't click on it or read it uh anything about it but um you know, it it wouldn't surprise me if uh if there was some <laughs> some strange reason why Mike Leach did something. <laughs> right. He's he's, he's an interesting man.
0: I mean, he's like a Del Sucky like man in the worldy you now. That's uh...
1: Yeah, you, yeah, you just you never know what you're going to get um and and what kind of answers you can ask him about football and and all that kind of stuff and he might just shut you down but you ask him about a possum and yeah. he'll you know, talk about it for five minutes. So you just never know what you're going to get.
0: Oh, yeah. I got three. I got I got three from Dan Clavel. One first One, this one's pretty snarky. So as you can expect, um, Will the Cougars win more games than the Hawks this year.
1: Oh gosh. Uh, at this, uh, <laughs> after <laughs> if you're asking me, uh, uh, on a Tuesday or right after the Seahawks okay. lose on Monday night football to the bears, yeah. I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta think at this point, um, you know, having three wins under our belt, uh, mm-hmm. I, I do think that the, the Cougs will have more than the Seahawks. Yeah, That's sad, which is sad, which is very sad because yeah. they have 16 yeah. games versus 12, you know, regular season. So get more up at the apple there. Yep. Um,
0: now even though we are 3-0 looking at this off the schedule
1: will they can contend for the north title I think you just got to keep stringing the victories together, um, and, and I, I hate to do the the whole coach speak or athlete speak thing where you say you got to take it one game at a time. But I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, the, the the sky's the limit. If you if you're able to go into USC and and pull off a, a victory on the road um, on a Friday night and just kind of a weird weird setup, weird atmosphere, seven thirty game, um, mm-hmm. that I think I think you definitely can. And especially if you get another one at Utah and at Oregon State, I mean, three three victories to start the year would be uh, would be pretty impressive. So at that point you're, you know, if you're, if you go have one or two losses going into the apple cup um, that apple cup might, uh, might be for the the North crown after all. Absolutely. Well, it'd be fun to have that on the line. It would be, it would be fun. Uh, Also, I probably wouldn't sit down for for the three and a half (laughs) hours that the game's on uh, because I'd be too nervous, but um, I just, I just don't, I don't buy into what Oregon has and I don't think that they're as good as, uh, as people think. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. I agree.
0: Now, Minshew, I'm saying it right, hopefully I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. uh, has only been sacked twice. The old line is playing well. Can this, this sustain the level of play?
1: Well, I think it, it also comes down to the the of caliber, caliber of athletes that we're gonna be going up against and you probably have some four and five star defensive linemen for USC and and you know, sprinkled throughout the pack twelve, you're gonna have some guys that are gonna yeah. play in the NFL. So if if you can keep uh if you can keep the getting the ball out of his hands and and keep getting uh, those those crossing completions and and coming out of the backfield and using your legs, uh, I think the offensive line absolutely can. But I think if you're if you're kind of like a, a Luke Falk type where you're going to be taking the ball and then going back to pass and then waiting seven seconds, there's <laughs> going to be those inevitable sacks. So I, I think right. Gardner Gardner's done a good job of moving his feet and getting out of the pocket, moving up in the pocket, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, so hopefully the offensive line will hold up there.
0: All right, what I have from from Dan is. Well, the running backs get it, get things going.
1: Yeah. I think the more opportunities they get, the, the, the better it's going to be. I mean, honestly, uh, the, the fact that, um, you know, Borg, already has, he's got 75 yards and you know that, while well, that might not seem like a lot. He's only got 15 carries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, James Williams has, uh, has touched the ball about 30 times, uh, uh, taking handoffs and stuff. So um, yeah, I, I think that the more opportunities they get, the the more they're going to be able to produce. And the fact that they've got seven uh, rushing touchdowns thus far through three games is is more than, uh, than you know, than you can expect. So mm-hmm. hopefully they'll, uh, they'll, they'll keep it churning. And, and honestly, cool. uh, the, the, uh, the running game doesn't doesn't matter so much until you get inside that five yard line. Uh, yeah. And then when, when guys are expecting the fade patterns and all that kind of stuff, uh, you got to be able to hand it off to your running backs and have them churn out those final couple yards.
0: All right, what's gonna have for you from my for my side of things before I get into the food questions here is um, how would you evaluate the red zone
1: so far this, this season by the Cougars? I mean, I've, I've been very happy. I mean, honestly, James, James Williams having three touchdowns last week and, and Borgie having uh, another couple. Minshew had, had one at the end of the half against San Jose State. So um, running the ball in the in the red zone has been awesome. I mean, and the fact that uh, there's been a couple of uh, passing touchdowns as well inside that red zone, inside inside the 10-yard line, I've been very pleased with that. And it seems like Minshew's been throwing the ball uh, into the quarter where it's only one-on-one instead of throwing it over the middle where there's more coverage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I just, uh, I've been very pleased with that. There you go. Now we
0: get to some food questions here. Okay. Um, by second I I thought, this might have been for apple cut week, but oh well, it's already been done. Um, so first I ask you, pork chops or applesauce?
1: Uh, you mean pork chops with applesauce or? Or Pork chops or applesauce. Oh, I'm pork chops. I'm a meat guy. Meat meat, yeah. will, always, meat will always take precedence over, over applesauce.
0: Yeah, we're definitely on the same page. <laughs> I ran a Fisher poll this morning about the same thing, and they, they're also in agreement as well. Okay. Now, um, apples or oranges?
1: Ooh. I like a good orange. I think if yeah. you can get some orange slices, you mm-hmm. know, a little vitamin C.
0: <laughs> I love, like, the huge oranges, like the big, juicy ones.
1: Oh yeah, I love those yeah. ones. So, do, so are, do you, would you prefer an orange or a grapefruit? Orange. Okay.
0: I don't like grapefruit. I mean too I, a little too sour. They're yeah, I like them. I don't mind it, but it's just too
1: sour for me. All right. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Oh, I, you know, I, I kind of like grapefruit. I like a little, and it's probably just because my grandparents used to, to to eat them all the time when I would go over to their house, and they would have yeah. a half a grapefruit in the morning, and I just it was so sour, but I just loved that it was <laughs> it was different than the sweet taste.
0: There you go. Um,
1: apple pie or pumpkin pie, uh, pumpkin pie. I, yeah. I'm a big th- I'm a big Thanksgiving guy um, <laughs> because, uh, there's just, there's tons of food. And so, yeah. uh, I, I like to get a slice of pumpkin pie after, right after Thanksgiving, and then I'll wait a few hours, turkey sandwich, pumpkin pie, go. and then I might sneak a third piece of pumpkin pie before I go to bed.
0: <laughs> Did you say three,
1: um, uh, hours? Th- no, three, three, uh, my third piece. Yeah. Oh, so it could be, it could be a couple hours. Yeah. It just depends okay. on how many naps I also take. Cause if I take more than one nap, then the, the chances are good that I'll be up late and I'll be having that third piece. Oh yeah. Pumpkin pie's my favorite pie of all time. Okay. Uh, with, with the whipped
0: cream and all that. Definitely. And I have like three, at least, at least four, at least of, of, oh, that, yeah. of that one. Then I have the apple pie. stuff too. stuff too, but that's, oh, just, yeah. that's just me. I like to sample everything. Absolutely. Uh, got two more here.
1: Um, apple crisp or s'mores. Ooh, I, I like, I like apple crisp. I, I think, I think s'mores is probably one of the more overrated things, but okay. here's uh here's something that, that I actually tried, um, a, a buddy of mine made a s'more with, oh gosh, I forget the type of candy, but, um, it was, it was chocolate and caramel, um, mm. So I, gosh, it was, it was tough, but yeah, I, I would say apple crisp just because I, I like things that I can control with a spoon or fork, mm-hmm. um, I, with go. my with my hands, I just, you know, I, I don't trust myself.
0: <laughs> I like both, but I, I probably go with s'mores. I, I, I like, them. oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I like right.
0: now let me ask you, if you do eat s'mores, um, do you prefer to brown your marshmallow or to keep it plain or do you like to burn that, burn it to a crisp?
1: I don't like to burn it to a crisp. I like somewhere in between brown and and a little bit darker brown, but just not yeah, yeah. not not burnt there because I just don't like the burnt taste on the outside of the sugar. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I I don't I don't like to have it just barely touch the the heat. Yeah. I, I like it to be I like it to be in there for a little bit, really warm, because then when you put it on top of the uh, on top of the chocolate, it just melts it real nice. Would you guess which one I would
0: would I prefer? What <sighs>
1: I would say, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna. You're kind of a dark horse here, Oz. I think, <laughs> I think you're, you're gonna go you're char, bro- char broiled, just burnt to a crisp. He got it. <laughs> oh, look at you! Ding, ding, ding.
0: <laughs> when i was a kid i burned it one time i was I was mad at it and then i was like oh this tastes good
1: so I'm yeah like, let's go <laughs> you know my my mom likes burnt toast i, I don't know what the, what hmm. that is and she yeah. she also likes you know not to make a pan of brownies she likes she likes the corners so Me i do i do too so yeah it's it, yeah. i think it's it's a thing that people yeah. uh just Fire. really crave those
0: things yeah absolutely also i have here for you is um apple cider or orange julius
1: Oh, I, I would say orange Julius. Yeah. apple cider because, and it's probably because I drank so much Goldschlager in college uh, <laughs> that uh, I, I just I can't drink apple juice or apple cider without tasting Goldschlager. So um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, go with orange Julius. And there you go. I
0: I agree. I love orange Julius the best. They're so good, um, and good for you as well. And, sure. Uh, <laughs> If you, if you say so, Uh,
1: yes. Um, What's that? Oh, I just say, don't mind if I do. I'll have (laughs) an orange Julius, please. Oh, the large, the better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Now, before else you go, before else you go, what are your overall thoughts going into week four of the uh, college football season for you?
1: I'm excited. I mean, honestly, this is, uh, it's one of the very few seasons that you get to start at three and oh. And I think that you would, you would, like to pencil in three non-conference victories um just the fact that the team is uh in my opinion heading in the right direction uh getting more uh of a cohesive unit together offensively and then defensively holding up just fine Mm -hmm. uh the, the stats that i mentioned in the fourth quarter are everything that you could ever want um just because that's the that's the time when you're trying to close it out so if you're you're not allowing many uh, points and yards to the other team. Uh, all signs are pointing to a to a victory. Uh, the fact that we've uh, beat an FCS opponent this year, I'm very excited about that. Two years in a row. Two Years you in a row, Believe man. it, That's yeah. Golf yeah. clap from yeah. on that one. So yeah, that, that deserves a golf clap in itself. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, shoot, man. It's life is good uh, when you when you have a, a senior quarterback that you can trust. So um, yeah. yeah, keep it right on rolling. Well,
0: Husky side, um, we have one. That okay. is hit and miss. Um, he makes good plays. And then at the end of the games, he makes bad plays. So it's hard to see what he's going to do.
1: Yeah. It, and, and I think that Browning is is kind of going through some of the stuff that Luke Falk went through. Where, you know, you, you get, uh, I mean, shoot, he's, it seems like he's been playing for, for six years. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you you see a little bit of everything. You kind of get into your head. Uh, a little bit and it's kind of like uh you know defenses know what to prepare for for you Mm -hmm. when um you know when you're a freshman and sophomore and people don't have a a whole bunch of tape on you um you know they they don't quite know what defensive packages to throw at you but now as a senior they've gotten so much tape on you they know where your weaknesses are and where your blinders are and so um they they tend to play those out so i feel bad for browning i I think he's a good quarterback and i think that he is getting kind of a raw deal in terms Mm of um you know, the, the criticism that he's getting, but mm-hmm. it's also because we just got, we just had Luke Falk last year and people were, you know, wanting him to uh, get rid of the ball faster, make yeah. better decisions. And you know, what, what can you do? You're oh, yeah. you're dar- darn if you do darn, if you don't.
0: Absolutely. You'll see how, see how it goes with our teams three weeks from now. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll talk to you after the Oregon state game. Um, then we'll go from there.
1: Sounds fantastic. Cause I appreciate you having me again. Have a good night. You too, bud. Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye.